0: USA America's favorite cable network okay everybody this is a special edition of it was a thing on TV presents this is Greg Diener here and uh, you're going to be joining me Uh, this is an experiment I'm not sure if this is going to work or not but um this is going to be a little test um I'm going to be using uh, my phone, and I'm just going to let it record while I'm driving on the road here. So uh, it's just going to be, like, me uh, trying to, you know, get my thoughts in. First solo podcast for me here on the It Was a Thing on TV feed. Uh, It's very difficult. You know, I've found in the past that I've been nervous about doing solo podcasts by myself because, you know, I'm always afraid, because, you know, being live without a net, so, you know, it's difficult to try and you know, bounce off without a partner and everything, so, so, if I make any mistakes or anything, to quote, uh, Jim Ross, the psycho sit at In Your House 1, it's live, pal, and I'm trying to wait as... Uh, Some cars are coming across to cross here. And there you go. Ah, success. Success. Okay. Well, as you're probably listening to this, this will be released on Wednesday on Podbean, which I'm recording this on a Tuesday on June the 7th. So the reason I'm trying to test this out by doing a solo podcast is uh, I'm as you probably know or don't know, I do mainly summer baseball work, and this is normally like my busy season of the year. Uh, two years ago, which would have been within the first year we started the podcast, all my summer baseball work got canceled, obviously because of the COVID-19 pandemic. In fact, if I remember correctly, we were going to skip two weeks because I think Mike was going to go on an overseas cruise with his dad, so we were going to do two weeks, and also I was going to skip one week in June, which was the When Things Were Rotten slash the Nuthouse week, which uh, I figured the reason why I wanted to skip that week was because I figured I was going to have, like, nothing of value for that week, so I was just going to plan to skip that week and just focus on my baseball stuff for that week, but of course... Yeah, everything got canceled, and we had to do the two weeks anyway, you know, because, you know, Mike obviously wasn't going to go on a cruise. Who was going to go on a cruise during a pandemic, obviously? Obviously, because I was, you know, as you know, I was on a cruise, like, maybe about two months ago, and Chico was on a cruise, too, which is why he missed the uh, second chance WTF prizes of pressure luck week worth of shows that was about a week and a half ago at this point. I was on a cruise and I did not want to go on a cruise. I'm going to be honest. I don't like going on cruises. You've been on one cruise, you've been on them all. The bingo, the, the sightseeing, most people are happy to go on just one cruise. I've been on like 12. I, whatever. But that's that besides the point. I mean, I I enjoyed myself. I went to Mexico. Went to Belize. It was fine. I just, I just don't want to do, I'm just tired of going on cruises. It's just, whatever. Which is why, if you remember, like, when we did the uh, Face the Music week, where there was only one episode that week, that was why. We recorded that, like, a week before in advance, but... Yeah, and of course, uh, 2021 with baseball and everything, uh, we had a shortened season because we were still dealing with the effects of the COVID pandemic and everything, and it was a 30-game season I did during the summer, and um, it's still somewhat shortened because of 36, but we're doing 36 games this year, but we were planning on doing that anyway, even before the pandemic happened, so... But we're starting on June 10th, so... Because normally in the past, we'd start on June 1st. But, I mean, it's still, like, better. I mean, for me, for podcast-wise, I mean, because it's uh, June the 10th of June as opposed to, like, very, very early June. So that's probably about seven weeks to, that are affected as opposed to eight. So... I don't know what's going to happen for those seven weeks if I'm going to be available. Because what we did during the summer last year was we did one episode on one day, and we did another ep- the second episode of the week during another day. So, I don't know how we're going to work it out. Uh, there was one week last year, which was the um, the Telly Savalas, Telly Who Loves You Baby episode I remember last year, which... We just did one episode because I had an external uh, matter that uh, was unforeseen that I had to deal with. So that's why we had to do one episode that week because I think... Di- yeah, Disco Demolition Night was going to be that week with the Telly Who Loves Your Baby episode. and We had to push that back to like August after the season was done for me. But yeah, uh, I figured because... I would like to do some live shows during the summer, but because of all the work and everything and my other job, it gets hectic, and I gotta also try to edit the episodes, too, which is a problem in and of itself for me, it and take, that takes up a lot of my time, too, so all the stuff I wanted to do with, like, live shows and everything, with, like... Sh- Stream lounge and everything. I haven't done a stream lounge. I think, I think the last stream lounge me and Chico did, if I remember correctly, was back in February when we did uh Shang Chi. The two live shows we did, obviously, for the Pod Beat and Feed, which was uh, the Story Trek the Motion Picture Director's Edition 4K Edition, uh, and the uh, the Beyond Belief episode. Uh, well, the Beyond Belief episode we did on YouTube, obviously, and the Star Trek the Motion Picture episode me and Chico did through Skype because Stream Lounge doesn't support Paramount Plus uh, for for whatever reason. I know they support uh, Netflix, they support Disney Plus, they support HBO Max. I know they support Shutter. I they support MLB. Dot TV for some reason, but I don't think I've ever seen anyone stream something from MLB.TV on Stream Lounge. I think I've, no, that's not correct. I think I have saw someone, like, stream a Yankees game on Stream Lounge. At least on the What's Streaming Now section on Stream Lounge. So, yeah. I liked it, because I want to do with Chico, Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes 1 and 2. I want to do that, but he had to go on his cruise... So, I couldn't do that, and, well, I'm stuck in traffic right now, by the way. So, I'm trying to go in, and I'm trying to get my car washed out in uh, Riverhead, and I'm stuck out here in West Hampton Beach trying to get to Riverhead. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. But right now, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in episode uh, three at the time I'm recording this. So tomorrow, which is today, if you're listening to this on Podbean, which is when this is being released, is when episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out on Disney+. Plus. I've, I've been enjoying Obi-Wan Kenobi so far. I'm not going to lie. It's been a very good show. I kind of like the fact that you're dealing with an Obi-Wan Kenobi who's had ten years of trying to... Be with his thoughts about how he failed Anakin and how he's trying to watch over Luke, but Uncle Owen is trying to say, just no, no, Uncle, no, no, Obi-Wan, just go, no, Luke doesn't need you, Obi-Wan, just go, go. And then you also have to deal with Obi-Wan trying to rescue. Young Princess Leia from the Empire, and man, I cannot believe the flea, fleas in this. Fleas, the one who kidnaps Princess Leia, which honestly, if you know anything, Back to the Future 2, obviously, yeah, you figure somebody like Needles would uh, be involved in nefarious activities. Damn you, needles. I was just waiting at some point in, like, episode one, or episode two or whatever, if he said to Obi-Wan, What's the matter, Kenobi? Chicken? That would have been something. But, I mean, I've... I like the stuff that they've done with, uh... The interactions between Obi-Wan and the uh little girl who's playing the Young Le- Leia and I, I will say this. Two things I, I love about this show, Young Leia and uh Tika the Jawa. There needs to be a spin-off show about Tika the Jawa. He is the best thing in this show, even though he was only in for like two minutes. He was the freaking best trying to con Obi-Wan. Oh, my God. And the best part is, he gave Obi-Wan the little land speeder thing to give to Luke Skywalker. And, oh, that is just sweet. That's, the, of course, the little, uh, not the land, the, the, the shuttle toy, the shuttle toy that uh, you see Luke using in A New Hope in that one scene where before uh, Orc sees the message from Princess Leia About the helping Obi-Wan could Hope you, want, could you hope You're, You know what I'm talking about The shellcraft Yeah um, Yeah and also uh, I think uh, this summer We got uh, Andor uh, Coming to Disney Plus right afterwards And that's gonna be the uh, The prequel to Rogue One With uh, Diego Luna Surprising the role from Rogue One. Kind of curious. I'm, I'm kind of excited about that one. I like Diego Luna in Rogue One. In fact, Rogue One, in fact, is one of my uh, fav- I think it's what i got to say. Uh, I'd go and say it's my second favorite Star Wars movie behind Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I would go as far as to say It's my second favorite Star Wars movie Right after Empire Strikes Back I really liked The different dynamic of Rogue One I liked the fact that it was like a heist movie Where they try to get the Death Star plans It's You know, the backstory Of the Death Star plans I thought it was a fun movie Felicity Jones And uh, everybody Alan Tudyk as the uh, The droid the thing, think of a Jake. Oh, I forgot the one uh, in episode three. Speaking of, I was brought up Alan Tudyk as the droid guy in uh, Rogue One. The one uh, uh, droid, I forget the the big giant droid thing from episode three. Oh, that that little droid, that big droid thing. Oh, he was awesome. Very awesome. I hope I, he has a big scene later on in the show. Ah, oh, I loved him. Ah, uh, giant droid, but oh, uh, he couldn't speak, but horde of gold, you can tell for that droid. Ah, uh, fantastic. And by the way, now that I'm home, since I couldn't remember the name of the droid while I was driving the car, the name of the droid is Ned B. Ah, uh, Ned B. I hope you have a great shining moment later on this series, Ned B. Because I love you. And uh, we got um, Stranger Things uh, Season 4 going on Netflix at the moment. It's uh, funny, so I think I've mentioned this to Chico, but I canceled my Netflix subscription back in... Uh, what was it? October of 2020... And I only, like, have resubbed once. But that was, like, for one month. Because I needed to re-up, reactivate my Netflix account for a Tiger King episode we did back in episode 121. Just to rewatch it to get a refresher of Tiger King. And I canceled it right afterwards, after we were done with episode 121. So... I've not really needed Netflix that much because I think I've said it on the podcast. I think Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, much better streaming services than Netflix. I just feel like Netflix is just like, okay, you got Stranger Things, and I I guess you got Squid Game now, but other than that, it's like, Mm -hmm. other than... Like, maybe if you're watching a movie that's exclusive on Netflix. I don't know what value Netflix has. To to be honest, I... I don't. I mean... Because, I mean, they can't... Anytime you have a good show on Netflix, they'll just straight up cancel it on you. After, like, two or three seasons. Not even bother to give it a conclusion. And just say, F the fans. I mean... Daredevil... Glow, online one, thank you very much, and also, I, I don't, and friggin', uh, I don't, but I mean, Netflix, uh, I had to get my dad's uh, Netflix account just to watch Stranger Things season four. And I've watched all but the last episode of the first half of season four, and I've kind of enjoyed it so far. Uh, I've got to say, the Vecna is—it's a very terrifying villain. Just the—I like that the effects they do, like with the when they get the the bone snapping and everything—is like that is a friggin'. Awesome ass effect, and I I don't know where the where they're gonna go with the uh, as I've mentioned I haven't seen the last episode of the first half of season four yet so I don't know if they resolve the whole uh, Hopper and, uh, and thing with in Russia yet I I don't know if that's resolved before they get to the second half of season four but And, um, oh, I think I'd say it in the episode that we're gonna be releasing on the Podbean feed on, um, Thursday, but the one jock douche in Stranger Things season four, you know what I'm talking, the guy who's on, like, Lucas's basketball team, who's dating the cheerleaders, seeing, uh, uh, Eddie, I believe the guy, guy's name, the guy from the Hellfire Club. Like, how, he, how he's, like, so adamant that he's, you know, responsible for everything. It's like, oh, my girlfriend, oh, oh, she never did drugs, oh, oh, oh. And, I'm like, why doesn't one person from the basketball team just say to the jock douche guy? Like, uh, dude, like, do you, like, really know your girlfriend? Like, you honestly think your girlfriend is, like so perfect that she never does drugs. Am I supposed to believe also that every person on this basketball team has never done any drugs? This is a basketball team in 1986. Like, this is like one year removed from like one of the guys on Villanova snorting like Coke in the locker room during the middle of the Final Four. This is like a few months, I believe, set before Len Bias died. I'm pretty sure one of the people on this basketball team has to have done at least one illegal drug once in their life. I do not believe that any of these players on this basketball team subscribe to the Nancy Reagan Just Say No theory. Just an observation. But I didn't think that they were going to... Uh, if you, I'm sorry, spoilers, spoilers, because... I don't have the yaya yeah, ya yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. But I figure if you're listening to this, you probably have seen um, episodes of the fourth season of Stranger Things. So I'm just going to put that warning there. And if you've listened to any of our shows on this podcast, you know what to expect. So, And I gave you the spoiler alert, spoiler alert anyway. So if you don't want to... Listen, you can watch Stranger Things season four on Netflix, and then uh, then come back to me later. But uh, episode four, I, I gotta say, very. Emo- I didn't think that they were gonna kill off Max at the halfway point of season four of Stranger Things, but holy crap! If I wasn't crying during that scene where they Show Max in the grip of the Vecna. And it's flashing back to all the uh, scenes of Max over the three seasons that she's been on the show. And just the scene where she's running to the Kate Bush song. Oh, just pure. I gotta say, maybe the best episode of television this year. Over, uh, next to Barry Season 3, Episode 2. And I, th- I think those are the two, for me, the two best episodes of television this year. Stranger Things Season 4, Episode 4, which is Dear Billy, and uh, Season 3, Episode 2 of Barry. And uh, Barry, by the way, is you know, um, next week, which is would be if Wednesday, which would be... Four days from now for you, if you're listening to this on Podbean, or if you're listening to this after this week, it's already passed, and you can probably watch it on HBO Max anyway. But this is being recorded before the final episode of uh, this third season for Barry, and I gotta say, the last next the last episode of the season, kind of I'm kind of curious to see where this goes, because you got Barry. He's in the hospital because he got poisoned and he got uh, fukes. He got put into uh, the, uh, got to prison, not prison. He got sent to the police by uh, Janice's dad who interrogated Mr. Cousineau and Mr. Cousineau uh, has his, like, little, uh, streaming acting class thing, which I gotta say, that Mr. Cousineau acting class streaming thing, that's gotta look like the most amazing freaking show in the world. I would watch that in real life. That sounds like an awesome show. I really wish that was real. And also the, the um... The, the, uh, scene where Sally, uh just goes, pure Barry. She has now inherited Barry's rage. Even though that she's now broken up with Barry, she has become, in a way, Barry. Because she has a violent outburst at her former assistant, just like what happened with Barry and her in uh, episode two of the third season. So I'm just wondering... I, here's how I'm, I'm thinking. This is just me thinking about how that whole thing with uh, Sally is going to go. Is uh, I'm thinking maybe that at the end of the season, that she's going to figure out or find out what Barry does. And maybe uh, she is going to hire him. To uh, get revenge on uh, on those people that f her, because I think doesn't uh yeah Barry in the <laughs> episode six has those like ideas about how he can f with the uh, people at Banshee and everything like, <laughs> and she's like oh no I don't want to do that no, so that's how I figure oh she's probably gonna think oh. Barry's like this effed up guy. These people have wronged me. You know what? I think I'll I'll hire Barry to take care of them. At least that's how I... That's my fan theory about how that's gonna go and everything. But who knows? I could be way off on that. So... But uh, it was a good episode last week of Barry. I'm, I'm saddened to see how that ends, but I really hope for No-ho Hank's sake that him and Christabel like end up together. They end up getting out of Bolivia and they go somewhere like on the beach or whatever at the end of the third season. I, I just want I just want NoHo Hank to be happy. That's all I want. Noho Hank is the best character on television, bar none. I love NoHo Hank. I could watch... I would watch a spin-off show of NoHo Hank. And that would be the best. Like, NoHo Hank and all his Chechenian uh, gangster friends and their wacky adventures. Uh, give, the, give me, like, five seasons of that on HBO, and it would be, I'd be set for life. Ugh. Please, HBO, give me that. Please, well, Bill Hader and Alec Berg. That's all I ask. Okay, so I'm heading out to the car wash right now. So we'll be back in a moment. Um might have some more stuff to say, possibly, but we'll be back in a moment right here on It Was a Thing on TV Presents. After these messages, we'll be right That knocking means another engine needs its knocks knocked out. What am I gonna do? Well, for a knockout like you, there's always hope. Try Texaco Super Lead Free Sky Chief. Texaco's highest octane unleaded gasoline. Higher octane helps knock out the knocks. Hey knockout, how's your engine sound now? Smooth, thanks to Texaco Super Lead Free Sky Chief. Higher octane helps knock out the knocks. You knock me out, Bob. This summer, come out and play where the turf meets the surf at Del Mar. Be sure you're at the track this Saturday for a free Expo racing cap. No matter how you get to Photomat, get to Photomat. Because right now, we're having a film developing special. Just bring in any roll of color print film for developing, and we'll take a dollar off our regular price. But better hurry, Word travel's fast. Wednesday, you're the only one. Save the world from destruction. Does the greatest American hero have the power to do it alone? Then, what's Hollywood's hottest stuntman doing in Mexico? Are you trying to bribe me? Try five million, a beautiful woman, and a guy who wants him dead. Hey, then, on the dramatic season premiere of Dynasty. She's lying. A surprise witness desperate for revenge. Is it justice for Blake Carrington and his dynasty? Wednesday, starting at 8, 7 Central and Mountain on ABC will be right back. I'm Angelica Houston. You know they say that winning the Oscar can be a curse. Well, it must be because I'm hosting Saturday Night Live with Billy Martin and the Parliament Funkadelic. Joe Garagiola hosts a showdown of baseball stars at the Big League Decathlon Challenge on NBC Sports World Sunday. Good evening, everyone. Beetle County authorities are investigating an apparent murder-suicide. Authorities say a 74-year-old man stabbed and killed his wife before killing himself this morning in their Huron home. I'm Susan Bueller. We'll have details tonight at 10 o'clock. Also travel is expected to be extremely heavy on South Dakota roads this holiday weekend and the highway patrol is out in full force trying to make the weekend safer. And a violent thunderstorm has claimed the lives of four people in Texas the roof of a bowling alley in Fort Worth, apparently caved in, trapping several people inside. Details of these stories and more, plus the sports and weather, tonight at 10 on Action 5 News. Join us then. It's new Kool-Aid coolers with 20% juice. Sit, shake it, pop it, cool it, Sip it, hip it. promotional consideration paid for by the following sugar daddy some things never change sugar daddy has the flavor which lasts a lifetime and we're back here on it was a thing on tv presents greg Deener back with you live from the comforts of my chevy equinox uh, i hope you enjoyed those fantastic vintage commercials that were playing and by the way uh this is not a free plug for them or anything considering we did an episode about one of their former corporate mascots but uh while I was at the car wash i ordered a domino's uh, pan pizza the um, Domino's store around here was offering 20% off their orders for their local coupon in the mobile app, so I used that to get myself uh, pan pizza and some cheesy bread, because I always like Domino's cheesy bread. That's pretty good. Um, do you remember like, back a couple years ago when MLB TV had that promotion with uh, Domino's, where whenever someone uh, threw a no-hitter... You'd get, like, a free Domino's pizza. I got a free Domino's pizza, like, when Cole Hamels threw a no-hitter, like, against the Cubs in his last start with the Phillies back, and I think it was, what, like, 2015 or something? Yeah, it had to have been, like, 2015, because I think it was, like, or 2016, uh, whatever. But I think it was, like, right before he got traded from the Phillies for the deadline. And, uh, yeah, it was that game was at Wrigley threw a no-hitter. I got myself a Domino's Pizza because I was an MLB.TV subscriber. And, uh, that was pretty nice. So, thank you Cole Hamels for pitching a no-hitter and giving me that free Domino's Pizza back in, uh, 2015 or 2016. Whatever it was. Whatever Cole Hamels did that no-hitter against the Cubs. That was a good pizza. I wish they still had that, but what can you do? And, yeah, I noticed that, yeah, the, the uh, Domino's, uh, boxes, are ha- uh, promoting, uh, the aforementioned fourth season of Stranger Things, and, uh, I, I forgot to mention this, but I enjoyed like the, um, the thing with, uh, where Mike, Will, and, uh, Jonathan and Argyle, they go to, uh, Dustin's girlfriend's house. To try to get the location of eleven, and to fool Dustin's girlfriend, they say, "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a promotion for a new uh, video game console. The, uh, it's the Americanized version of Nintendo. The American Nintendo, or whatever. The American, it's basically an American Nintendo called, I think, American Nintendo or American or." Whatever. And I think uh, Hyperkin, which makes the Retron systems, they actually, uh, on their social media, on their Facebook page, made like a mock version of that. The perceived version of that American Nintendo. Which is the stupidest thing ever. But it was so glorious. Which now I, they need to. Hyperkin? they need to make that a real thing. Everyone would buy that. Maybe, maybe, uh, Netflix and, uh, season five of Stranger Things, you can work with Piperkin, get the American Nintendo as a real thing, and everyone will buy it and enjoy it. And I would certainly enjoy it, because I would play, uh, like, what's, I'm trying to think of the worst friggin' game on the NES, uh, I guess Wally Bear and the No Gang on the American Nintendo, American Nintendo, or the uh, um, oh Back to the Future for NES. Yeah, that was a pretty bad game. I still do not understand the whole thing of why the why bees are supposed to kill you in that game, considering there was nothing about bees in the actual Back to the Future movie itself. I, I don't know. It, <sighs> Super Mario was big. They thought, oh, give the kids a game. Who cares what it is? Get some thing that's out to kill you or whatever. Because this is the whole hot thing with video games. We don't think anyone will care if it's accurate to the movie or not. So whatever. And I could never get past that one stage with the, uh, the cafeteria where you had to hit, like, um... I, I'm guessing it's, like, Biff's gang or whatever, and you have to keep hitting them with, like, cake? Is that it? Were, were you supposed to be throwing cake at them? I don't know. What's said about Back to the Future or NES, the better. But, yeah... I actually got, like, a while back at Target. I got, you know those My Arcade, like, little, like, mini arcades and those portable, like, players that are kind of, like, sort of, like, Game Boys, sort of. Or, like, I I don't know how you describe them. They're, they're, like, they kind of look like a cross between, like, like if I game gear was like the size of a nokia n-gauge is that what i'm is that the right thing a game gear the size of a nokia n-gauge yeah it sounds about right yeah i got one because target had one for bases loaded and it had like bases loaded uh hoops goal and whatever game i don't, that was advertised in the box i for, i forget what it was but I brought it home, and I did not realize, and they did not advertise this on the My Arcade box for the player that advertised Bases Loaded, that they had Bases Loaded 1, 2, 3, and 4 in the uh, My arcade portable player for Bases Loaded, which is nice. So it's all four uh, NES versions in that one uh, player thing, which is pretty great, considering Bases Loaded 4 on the NES, I think is somewhat rare. I think that goes for, like, a good, uh, chunk of money on eBay. I think, if you're lucky, you can get a copy for, like, maybe $60 used. Because I know it goes for, like, a lot of money. Like, it's the 70 to $80 range. It's, like, a, one of the rarest NES baseball games I can think of. Like, the other one is probably, like, Dusty Diamonds uh, All-Star Softball on the NES, which is a coincidentally, those are the two NES games for baseball that were released in the U.S. that I do not have on my NES collection. So, I know the one retro game store I always go to had a Dusty Diamond All-Star Softball and it was like for, it was like $79.99 Seventy nine ninety nine 99 or whatever, and I, I had the money, I was like, no, that's stupid, I mean, that's, I can't get that, but in retrospect, I should have, because that's like, when am I ever gonna get another chance to see a Dusty Diamonds All-Star softball for NES in person, that's not, uh... That a Dusty Diamond All-Star NES <laughs> Dusty Diamond All Star Soft for NES that is in person. Like I don't get that many opportunities and probably never get another opportunity. And on that price, I'm never gonna see it for $79.99 on eBay, probably. Whatever. I have a NES emulator on my computer. I have an NES emulator on the PSP. We can just play uh, Dusty Diamonds All-Star Softball. And that's fine. Maybe one day I'll get it. You know what? They should have Dusty Diamonds All-Star Softball in, like, those, uh... One of those, uh, compilation thing, Because they... I've seen, like, Data East put out, like, a compilation of, like, their old NES games from, like... Retro I think Retro Bit released it like maybe about like 3 or 4 years ago on the NES and it had like a like a, Burger Time was on it I know Mike's going to love the fact that I brought up Burger Time cuz I know how much Mike loves Burger Time and it had a Ring King and if you remember Ring King was that one NES game where it was a boxing game and after each round the trainer would go up To the uh, boxer and uh, do a motion uh, that, yeah. If you played Ring King on the NES, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That certain move that would help get your stamina back up. Yeah. That was. Like when you you, were playing the game as a kid, you're like, what the hell is this? It's like the, uh, the scene at uh, WCW Halloween Havoc, 1985, where the uh, the Yeti is doing uh, the little uh, uh, backside action on the holster while the giant is bear-hugging him. If you, if you know what I mean, you, you, you kind of have an idea of where I'm going with this. And that is one of the great moments ever in WCW, the whole thing of Paul Hogan and the Giant in the sumo monster truck match at Halloween Havoc, and then followed by the Giant taking the Giant fall off the roof at Kobo Hall, and then the, the amazing match with the Jimmy Hart heel turn, and the Yeti, Tony Schiavone going, THE YETI! I would like to do Maybe possibly as a live show The whole thing with the Hogan Giant with the monster truck match And the match at Halloween Havoc 95 But the problem is It's like I also have to explain In that episode The whole story behind the Dungeon of Doom And that could take me about a half hour to explain the whole history with like, well Sullivan! My son! And, and, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, the giant getting the monster truck that ran over the Hulkster's motorcycle. That was so awesome. The giant got a monster. That's what led to the monster truck match. The giant had a monster truck. And it literally ran over Monster's motorcycle when he was so pissed he challenged him to a sumo monster truck match on the roof of Cobo Hall like I don't even know if that's a thing are sumo monster truck matches a thing like is that like is that common in monster truck shows like do they have like a sumo match with trucks Like, that should be, like, a thing. Like, and you award the car, like, a belt for being the best sumo monster truck champion. That should be a thing. If it's not, it should be. Like, I guarantee you people would watch the hell out of that. Sumo monster truck matches. Amazing. (sighs) Uh, Well... We got some fun episodes, I know, on the podcast coming up. Uh, later this year, we got, let's see, we got Lady Blue, which is... Uh, Mike, Br- I, I told Mike this during the uh, after show uh, last week, that it's his fault because during, when we did Misfits of Science last year, we brought this... Sh- Mike brought this show to our attention About Lady Blue Because I think I think either Misfits of Science was in the same time slot Or it was behind Lady Blue Or it was just ahead of Misfits of Science I don't know Oh by the way speaking of There is a uh, Misfits of Science uh, Reference in Stranger Things Season 4 if you have not seen it But if you know You know Yeah Yeah, Lady Blue. It's just... It's a show about a female police officer and her giant gun. It's about Danny Aiello's in it? What? Like... Huh? Like, I... I can't quite picture Danny Aiello doing a police procedural on ABC in 1986-87... Wouldn't this air, but uh, okay and uh, I'm trying to think what else we got later on this year well we've already mentioned the CBS Friday Night Block Party we're gonna cover specifically Migo and the Gregory Hines show because I watched the episode of 13 um, uh, Week Theater with Pev did on Migo and uh, oh god I told Mike in the one episode when we talked about Migo, I saw Migo as a kid. And even back then, I thought that the show was total crap. Just total crap. Bronson Pinchell as an alien with Jonathan Lipnicki. Just so bad. And I'm so happy that Michelle Schrattenberg did so much better with Buffy even though as I said she had the old Josh Wheaton. Eh, at least it's still better <laughs> well she was Buffy's sister I'd be better known as being Buffy's sister and being on Mingo ugh And uh, speaking, I guess speaking of sort of the Friday Night Block Party, because Step by Step was on the Friday Night Block Party on CBS in its final season, because it moved from ABC TJF to there with Family Matters. Uh, all the episodes of Step by Step are now on a Freevie! formerly known as IMDB.tv or IMDB TV. That Freevee is the new uh, name for IMDB TV. Which, to be honest, is a much better. As dumb as the name is, it's much better than IMDb TV. Just, yeah, it, I did not like the name IMDb TV at all because it's, I, because when I think of the Internet Movie Database, I just think of like what movies certain actors are in. And IMDb TV, like what, what. Uh, What is that? I don't know. But yeah, they have all the episodes of Step by Step on Freebie, As well as Perfect Strangers. And I was on, like, a Perfect Strangers, like, binge watch, like, about two weeks ago. I watched maybe about a dozen or so episodes of Perfect Strangers about two weeks ago. And, ah, it's still great. Ah, it is still friggin' fantastic. You can't go wrong with Perfect Strangers. It is like, if you're ever feeling down or anything, Perfect Strangers is, no pun intended, the perfect kick me up. Because you cannot go wrong with the on screen antics of Bronson Pintro Marklin Baker. No. Just gold. And one of them I watched was the episode where Carl Winslow <laughs> made his uh, first appearance on a. Uh, Perfect strangers, and let me tell you, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Hilarity ensued. Hilarity ensued. That's all I'm gonna say. You can go to Freebie and watch that episode for yourself. Alright, so I'm just about heading home here. I'm just about a block away from my house right now. So that's going to do it for this uh, first solo edition of It Was a Thing on TV Presents. Hey, if you liked it, let me know. Uh, You can uh, email. We do have an email. We have a show email. It was a thing on TV at gmail.com. You can go there and you can write an email. You can tell us how we've been doing with the episodes. Yo, give us feedback. We like feedback. We want to hear what you guys have to say. We want to improve. We want to make the show more fun. We want to make the show better. And we're... We're now at 278 tomorrow. We're 22 episodes away from 300 episodes. I can't believe it. I always say it every time we reach a milestone... Like, from 50 to 100... To 150, 200, 250... But... The fact that we're almost to 300 episodes in three years is saying a lot, because I don't expect we'd be doing this podcast for this long, and it's almost been, well, will be three years in October. So, yeah. So, yeah, it was the thing on TV at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Tomorrow we got the sequel to, well, not a sequel, but a spiritual sequel to High School USA in 1983 in Poison Ivy. This is for you, old man, yells at music. He recommended this to us last year, and now we're finally going to cover it tomorrow right here on Podbeat. So listen to that, enjoy it, and we got some good stuff coming to you down the pike, and we'll see you real soon. See you next time right here on the It Was a Thing on TV pod feed. Let's go, Rangers! do do do, do, do.